Before I dive right into this podcast, that was my uh, cover of Luke Combs' Dive. Fantastic song, which I believe he covers. His cover is a cover of another song. But what does any of that have to do with podcasting? Not a thing. Just like the song. Welcome back to Pod Logic, presented by Straight Up Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Peterson. And we're going to be talking a little bit about how podcasting can take you on the road, and then a little bit about social media. And then I'm going to finish off on my newsletter's copy, my newsletter's info that I had this past Monday about the NCA. Whatever. We're going to talk more about the NCA at the end, but we'll talk podcasting first if you don't give a crap about that other stuff. So um, last weekend, I don't know when you're going to hear this, but last weekend I had the amazing opportunity to go to the most beautiful up and coming city in the world, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now you might be chuckling to yourself. Uh, Tulsa is actually a pretty cool town. There were some cool breweries, great restaurants. And I will say that, uh, and this has to do with podcasting, I promise. And I will say, uh, I was at a bar and having dinner because, a place, another bar that I went to, I asked him where the best place to get dinner was if I was only here for one day. And he sent me to this pizza place. I sit down at the bar, start talking to this young woman because she's sitting right next to me. I asked her what she thought about Tulsa. And she goes, oh, it's basically going to be, uh, we like to think of it as the next Austin. And I go, I don't know about that because I walked your entire downtown in about five minutes. So anyway, it was a cool town. I had a great time while I was there. We were there to do some podcasting. We did some uh, two-camera setups. We had the roadcaster there, some great microphones. We kind of rented out this library area in the hotel we were staying at and uh, had some big armchairs, threw up the logo on the TV in the room. It was a really, really great podcast. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, Johnny, I could have just done that remotely. Yes, absolutely, we could have. And while the advancement of remote technology in podcasting has uh, increased and gotten so much better, especially it just over the last year, you really can't beat the power of an in-person conversation. So if you are in the infancy of your podcasting journey and you haven't figured this out yet, you will. The in-person conversations go so much better. They There's just this energy that you get when you're physically with somebody And I guess that kind of ties into the argument of should we be working in an office? Should we be working remotely? Um, As someone who works from home full time, I'm literally in my home office right now. I can't really speak to the in-office experience, but I can speak to the experience of an in-person podcast conversation. There are just so many other things that you pick up on that you just don't have access to when you're speaking through a screen you can kind of get a better feeling of someone's emotional state you can pick up better on facial expressions and facial cues social cues and it just makes the conversation so much better so sure we could have done this tulsa uh interview remotely it's a five-hour drive we could have easily just done it over zencaster um but what we wouldn't have gotten the chance to do is get to go see a new city. I'd never been to Tulsa, but um, and it's probably not a place I would go on vacation, but it was a cool place to go visit for work. I loved it. And uh, we got to see a new area of the country driving around through Oklahoma and uh, through eastern Texas. 
driven through there a few times, but it was cool to actually see different parts of the country and kind of get out of your own little bubble of where you live and work. Uh, we also got to hang out with the guest outside of Tulsa. Um, the episode's not coming out for a while, but we did it with a homicide detective and we got to tour a police precinct and we would not have gotten the opportunity to do that had we done this in person or had we had we not done this in person. So there's a ton of advantages to doing things in person. So I, I just want to encourage you, if you have the opportunity to go just travel and and I'm, when I say travel, I'm not talking about like flying to Tokyo to do, you know, podcasts at the Olympics or something. This is if you got to drive two hours to go see your guest, I, I would recommend doing it because, hey, you get to see different parts of the country. You get to go see a new city, actually spend time with the guest you're going to be uh, interviewing with, which is going to lead to a much better conversation and an overall better content. There's just too many positives to traveling to go do podcasting. So if you can afford it, please go do it. Topic number two. Be great on a couple of platforms instead of mediocre everywhere. And I've hit on this before. I don't know how many times, if you're an avid listener to the podcast or the newsletter, you're probably like, Jesus, Johnny, I have fucking heard this. Sorry, excuse my language. I've heard this so many times, but it's so true. And it is it matters a great deal to me because I've seen it go both ways. So while it is really important to have consistency and quality releases for your podcast you need to mirror that with social media i mean think about think about how you grew an audience 50 years ago you'd buy tv commercials you'd send out news physical newsletters or 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 like ads in magazines that would be mailed to people's homes that's just not the way it's done anymore it's all done through social media it it's you cannot build a brand and Believe me, your podcast is your brand. You cannot build your brand or your podcast without being active on social media. Now, some people take that too far. Hold on, coffee break. Now, some people take that too far and they go, all right, well, I need to be active on social media. So I'm going to create a Twitter account. I'm going to create an Instagram. I'm going to create a Facebook, a Snapchat, a TikTok, a YouTube, and the podcast. And I'm going to be great at all of them. I'm going to post three times a day. Each platform is going to have their own unique post because each platform works differently and I'm going to post every day and it's going to be amazing and I'm still going to have an incredibly high quality podcast and I'm going to work and I'm going to maintain my marriage and I'm going to have my kids and I'm going to spend time with my friends and my family. You just can't do all of it. It's, it is impossible. Stop back up for a sec. You can do all of that, but you're not going to do it. Well, you can do all of those things, but you're not going to do them well. You can have the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, TikTok, YouTube, all that, all that jazz. You can have all of that, but you need to do one or two of those really, really well. And that's what I recommend you do. If this were me and this is my, just my, this is my echo chamber, my immediate sphere of experiences and what I've seen work is Twitter works and TikTok works. Twitter and TikTok, also YouTube. I don't really consider YouTube a social media platform. I consider that sort of an extension of your podcast. So I'll remove YouTube from my ranting. Remove it. YouTube is gone. YouTube is its own thing. Twitter and TikTok. Why? It is really easy to rack up views on TikTok. And it is really easy to convert your podcast content 
over to TikTok because what is TikTok? TikTok is mini YouTube. TikTok is mini YouTube. Micro YouTube, micro tube. New social platform. If you steal it, credit me for it. Um, Twitter. Twitter is great because it is a great place to find high quality guests. How do you find high quality guests? Well, you are doing your podcast about a certain niche, a certain industry. You st- seek out those people on Twitter. There is an there is a there is a community for every type of deal on Twitter. Second to that, if you if Twitter's not your bag, you think it's too political, you can not, you can hack the political side of it. You can you can completely remove that from your feeds. If you if that if Twitter isn't your bag, Facebook groups find the niche of your Facebook. Uh, Find your niche in Facebook groups. So, but you can't do all of those. So I would recommend picking just a couple of them and hammering hard on those and doing really well at just a couple of them. Because if you spread yourself too thin, you are not going to be able to create compelling content, engaging content, and you're not going to be able to engage with your audience. Excuse me. If you are doing really well at a couple of those, it's a lot easier on yourself. And you can't forget because you you really can't forget what this is all about. You're, this is all to drive back to your podcast. If all of the time that you spend on your podcast is taken away because you need to create content on social media for your podcast, the actual show is going to suffer. And that cannot happen. Your show has to come first. You have to put out something high quality to drive people to. And the social media is the is the vehicle that carries people to your podcast. So... Those are my thoughts on things this week. If you are just here for the podcast material, you are free to go. Uh, the bell does not dismiss you. I dismiss you and you are dismissed. But if you want to stick around and hear a little bit about sports ball, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about podcasting and the NCAA. So this is part three of this kind of whole journey that I'm doing on this. So last time we talked about this, we have myself posing as a executive of a podcasting company that wants to sponsor a college athlete. And there's three buckets that we broke down that we broke down into for our marketing strategy or our branding strategy. The first bucket is what we're still on. We're still on the first bucket, which is we want to identify an athlete that has a significant opportunity to turn pro. We want to use them as an as as the voice of our podcasting company or show. So as my company, I'm just the, the, the CEO of podcast company X. We have a brand of shows under our umbrella and we want us to partner with a pro athlete. So how do we go about finding who this athlete should be? So for this scenario, I've decided as the executive, hold on coffee break. I've decided for this scenario that I will be pursuing team sport athletes. Why? Team sports offer much higher levels of visibility, unless we're talking about tennis or golf, but team sports offer higher levels of visibility. Now we're going to niche down even lower than that. I believe, isn't that such a Gen X, not Gen X, isn't that such a Gen Z millennial thing to say? Well, I believe this. I'm so important. So whatever I think has to be correct. I believe that the best sport we should choose is college basketball. Why? Is it because you played college basketball, Johnny? Is it because that's your favorite sport? Well, kind of. But also, the players don't have their faces covered while they're playing like football. I can actually see the person and recognize them on social media. Be like, oh, I've seen that guy. He dunked over my alma mater last week. 
It's also easy to identify players who could play professionally right away. There's no cap on how long you have to stay in college. Well, it's one year. You have to stay for in college for one year if you're a basketball player. If you're a football player, you have to stay for three years, which is a lot better for branding. But that's for a different scenario. We're looking for a player who has the opportunity to go pro. And in basketball, we are known, we know right away if this person, if this kid's a one and done, like this kid's a one and done, he's going to be a lottery top 10 pick. Those are the kids we're looking for. It's easy to identify players who could play professionally right away instead of, again, the three-year rule like football or in sport like baseball, they're stored in the minor leagues for years. Even the top players have to go to the minor leagues for at least a little bit. Basketball is really the only sport where you just jump in right away and you go. Additionally, this is, man, I just, reading it out loud, this is such a great argument for basketball and this branding thing. It's such a, sorry, I have to toot my own horn. Um, There's also the eyeballs of March Madness, where our player has an opportunity to perform extremely well and garner even more attention. Think about March Madness. So many non-basketball fans tune into March Madness just because of the uh, bravado of it and just kind of the circus-like media attention that it gets it's insane arch madness is incredible and once they start having fans back it's going to be better than ever so we have made our pitch we're looking for a basketball kid now we need to find a player who fits the following criteria a an incoming freshman who will be a big part of the team from day one we are thinking a high level recruit someone who has uh, a lot of attention on them on campus day one two or B, I guess. We got to pick letters and numbers, Johnny. You better pick. Decide right now. Okay, we're going letters. B, verified on at least one social media platform, ideally Instagram or TikTok. C, attends a power ugh, attends a power five school, ideally one who consistently makes the tournament and is ranking high in preseason polling. So why would we sponsor a kid that has a high likelihood to go to the league, the NBA, but isn't going to offer that that kind of bonus package of going to a school that's probably going to make the tournament. Having the combination of a high-profile player with someone that makes the tournament is so valuable for a potential sp- partnership because the, the eyeballs that you're going to generate is just insane. Uh, we got A, B, C, D. High-energy personality and creates a lot of engagement on their social media. We want someone who's going to be in their audience's faces about our partnership. Oh, my God. Have you worked with Johnny Peterson's podcast company? They make the most insane shows. I literally cannot stop listening. When I'm lifting out with my, when I'm lifting weights with my team, when I'm doing warm-ups before games, on the bus traveling to other schools, on the plane traveling to other places to play, I am listening to these shows at Johnny's company. They are insane. Go check them out on Spotify. There's the first ad, right? That like players like that that create a lot of engagement, high energy, create fun TikToks for their tens of thousands of fans. And the only goal is to get them to click on our website and listen to our shows. E is kind of a plus of what we're looking for is expressed interest in podcasts. If they have an interest in podcasts, that's a plus. It's not a it's not a mandatory requirement, but ideally, if this kid was really interested in podcasting, it's a done deal. We're right in there. Okay. Now we've managed to narrow down our pool. We need to select a player that most aligns with the content that we are looking to promote. So their audience needs to be one that we want brought over to our show. 
And once we've identified three to five candidates, we send out our initial feelers to that player or their representation even. I mean, if this player is fitting all of the criteria that we're looking for, they're probably going to have criteria. And we're not going to be the only company approaching them about a sponsorship. When we send out our initial feelers, it's going to be a a media packet explaining our content, finding out if there's any mutual interest in promoting the show. And ideally, of these five players, two of them would fit. And we'll move on to the next step. So next week uh, or next episode, newsletter, whatever, that'll break down kind of the media distribution strategy through different platforms, how to capitalize on each. Um, I don't know why I'm doing this. I have a really big interest. I love sports. I love basketball um, and I love podcasting. So I guess this is kind of just a fun thought experiment for me to uh, to move those out. And if you've listened all the way this far, I really appreciate you. Um And if you tuned out earlier, that's fine, too. This has been a long episode. I do not blame you. So thanks so much for tuning in. That's all I've got for you. Have a great week, great rest of your week, an even better weekend. And I'll see you on Monday for the newsletter, and I'll see you on Wednesday for the podcast.